there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Here we go. We are live in downtown Las Vegas. This show is brought to you by DraftKings, and we have a three hour banger lined up for you today. Plenty of great guests on the program. We will react to the entire weekend and the NFL playoffs throughout the upcoming three hours. We have two games today and one game only on the board for next week of the divisional round. And look, I get it. I know that today and probably this week, most of it nationally is going to be all about the Dallas Cowboys, which it probably should be. But I need to start by tipping my cap to the Green Bay Packers because that was spectacular yesterday. I couldn't believe what I was watching. I couldn't stop laughing during the game. And, you know, when it was 14-0, I'm thinking to myself, okay, great start, but I'm thinking about maybe betting Dallas live to come back and win the game, or maybe, and I just let it breathe for, at that point, I'm thinking, this is not over with. The Cowboys still have plenty of time. They're going to make it a game. And then when Dak eventually threw the pick six to make it 27-0, I I was laughing out loud on my couch, and the game was over with at that point. And, I mean, Aaron Jones looked like he was 24 years old. He was shot out of a cannon every time he touched the ball yesterday. Every time, where was the pressure on Jordan Love? And then his receivers were more wide open than the Alabama kids in college over the last uh, seven to eight years. Incredible performance by Green Bay. And now it turns into, will Mike McCarthy be fired at some point during our show today? All right, well, I hope that happens. It should. The other thing, he was even money on Friday. How does Dan Quinn get the Seattle job? Oh, he was out the I door mean, before the game. Oh, my God. It's like they didn't even practice. That's the other thing, too, about when you have coaches and coordinators so worried about another other job and you're interviewing mm-hmm. or your agent's talking to somebody. Are you putting a game plan together? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're down 27 nothing against a team, the youngest roster in the league with no playoff experience, after your star wide receiver says playoff experience means everything. They score on their seven of their first uh, – Six of their first seven possessions, 27 rip, 
It's a total debacle. And how, how, the other thing, they'd won 16 in a row at home. They're averaging 37 in a game at home during that stretch. Totally Fugazi. I'll point that out in a minute. Absolutely. There was also, there were two games staring you right in the face, right? It was Cleveland, worst defense in the league in road games, right? And it was Dallas, the issues in the playoffs. They are now 3-13-1 ATS in the playoffs since 97, and Dak is 1-6 ATS. Paul, they have not made an NFC title game since 1995. Oh, yeah. It's embarrassing. The, the biggest problem, and that score is so misleading. If you miss that game, you're like, 48-32. Wow, good one. It, it, it was not a good game. Uh, yeah, right. I mean, it was an absolute ass-kicking um, from a seven seed going on the road to a two seed, and they blew him out the entire game. That thing was over with early. I, on the broadcast yesterday, I was embarrassed listening to it. Oh, I don't know, guys. I mean, there's plenty. Stop it. Game was over with. Uh, they put the backups in, which was a mistake by LaFleur, but he quickly got the other guys in there. All, so here's the misleading part, right? Uh, and if you could trust Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott again, we talked about this a lot last week. Look at their wins at home over the teams and really dig in to see who they beat. They, these were all blowouts, right? So they blew out the Jets, the Patriots, the Rams. That's a very good win. But the Giants, the Commanders, and Philly when they were absolutely dead. Dead on arrival. They should have lost to Seattle, and they absolutely should have lost to Detroit at home. So Dak looks great when he's throwing five touchdowns against Washington or New York, two teams that are beyond pathetic this year. But when you played good competition, other than the Rams game, I'm not going to include the Eagles for the sake of this segment, but... It, did not, it was not as great as everybody thought. And yesterday, I don't know where the blame is going to completely fall because number one has to be on Jerry Jones. Um, in a perfect world, the fans there in Dallas would have enough power to remove him as the owner and he would have to, he'd be forced to sell the team. He's number one. And if you watched the end of the game last night, it, just, it jumped off the screen and it told you everything you needed to know. He's the only owner in North American sports. The game just ended and there were 100... NBC showed this shot and it was beautiful. There were 150 or 200 media members waiting for him to come out after the game and talk. Who does that? He's the only owner. And he's been doing it for 30 years. So he would be number one. And then you can, I, I don't think McCarthy's, an, I think it's Prescott. Prescott was an abomination yesterday. Yep. He was, I don't, that whole team played scared out of their minds. Well, he's forcing the ball early to C.D. Lamb and he's airmailing everything. Sure. That's number one. And then you can't get a stop and guys are wide open. You know, certainly a lot of blame goes to Jerry Jones. Four playoff wins in 27 seasons. You got rid of, of Jimmy Johnson. You're so petty and your ego's out of control that, number one, you fired him, and then you, just, you finally put him in the ring of honor a couple weeks ago. You go with Wade Phillips, Campo, Chan Gailey. You won't hire a big-time coach. You know, you, you, the first team in NFL history to win 12 games three years in a row, and you can't even make a title game. It's a debacle. Now, how about the other thing, though, too, with Dan Quinn about how they were outcoached? You can't see this. You can't. Uh, if you're watching, obviously you can't see it. But Bill Barnwell tweeted this out from ESPN. Look at the look at the what the play looks like here. This is the touchdown play to Dobbs. Two guys are open on a route. Only two guys ran a route. He's wide open for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? This has been a pretty good defense at times. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but this is just an. This is a joke. That I mean, was the entire game. This is and it's a great job by Barnwell. And I retweet. Two guys ran a route. But one of them is wide open. No one's 10 yards, 15 yards, even near him. Another touchdown, and again, it's 27 nothing. What a fiasco. I don't even know. If you go back, if somebody would break this down on film, I'm not exaggerating here. Dobbs had a great game. 
I think on every single catch, I was wondering, did I even see a Dallas defender on TV? He was that wide open. Look at that. That's Oh, that's a joke. You just lost him Uh, over and over and over again every single time that he was, the the play was going to go to that guy. Well, your point, too, about the fans, they have power. Don't buy tickets and don't go to games. Tap out. Sure, absolutely. And now we'll see what he's made of now. Because it's everyone has said it's a formality and it's you, you have to do it. You have to clean house. And w- will he go out there with, as, as Lombardi said, it's Haley's Comet, Harbaugh, Vrabel, definitely Belichick, the Mutual Admiration Society, Belichick go, re- uh, reaching out to him after he was fired by the Browns. Hey, I can coach. Don't forget about me if something ever happens. And Jerry Jones says he always goes back and harkens back to that conversation. Now he has an opportunity to make it right here. And, and see what he's going to do. But, you know, the, the whole thing is absolutely ridiculous. Go back to how McCarthy got the job. Remember? Oh, I'm now I'm, I'm in the barn. I'm big time into analytics. And I watched every play of every NFL season. Then he gets the job. He goes, yeah, I made that up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, yeah, it, it's, it's amateur hour. And I, uh, to going back to what you said about the broadcast, number one, Greg Olson is so overrated, it's sick. When you pay attention and watch the game, he hedges every comment. I don't know. I think this. I don't know. He'll never criticize the officials. And then he has. The, he actually says, well, if Dallas moves on from McCarthy, teams will be all over him. <laughs> okay, Greg. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, how about that comment? I was blown away by it. How, how can those words come out of your mouth? With what you watched. Yeah. But, Absolutely. Uh, but also, yeah. the more I think about it and the more I watch it, I don't think Belichick and Dallas is going to work either. I don't think it doesn't matter who takes the job. Jerry Jones is going to be the owner, and that guy's playing quarterback. And I don't want – he's a total fraud. That entire team is a total fraud. And they need to get revamped from the very top of the organization. Until they do, you can never take them seriously. And I can't wait until next year when Dak is putting 38 points on a team that's 1-13. in Oh, I don't know. Should he be the MVP? Because that will come into play yet again. Um, This is Jerry Jones again. Hundreds of media members, the way it looked, waiting for him after the loss. And here was his reaction after the game. I don't have any thoughts about the reasons why or anything to do with the coaching, anything to do about the players. I want to give uh, Green Bay a lot of uh, uh, compliments and uh, credit. Uh, And uh, uh, this is uh, one of my most surprises since I've been involved in sport, period. So this is uh, uh, that degree. I know how disappointed everybody is. It's all coming. Yeah, there you go. One, One of the biggest surprises. Packers were incredible in that game. Love looked great. Good job taking the ball to start the game by that, the floor. Yep, and if if that happens again Saturday night, if they win the coin toss, he'll try to do the same exact thing. That's now nine straight games scoring the first touchdown of the game by the Packers. Wow. Setting the tone early. Well, so he's also in his early 80s. I mean, I the guy, the guy. I guess he could live till he's 100. Also, he could drop dead tomorrow. But mm-hmm. this is, you're running out of time here, and you have that thing going on that they don't really like each other with Kraft. You know, you just saw Kraft got sick yep. and tired of this, and this guy, you haven't, as you said, Four playoff wins in the last 27 seasons. You haven't made a title game, NFC Championship, since 95. It's like, when are you going to get sick and tired of this, Jerry? I know. It's laughable. I mean, you, you, the Goats sitting right there. Harbaugh's sitting right there. Vrabel's sitting right there. Yep. They followed up by asking Jerry Jones where this playoff loss ranks. Well, I don't have, uh, uh, really, I can't reach back and look at a playoff loss, uh, uh, but this uh, seems like the, uh, the, the most uh, painful 
because uh, we all had such great expectation and we had hope for this team and uh, uh, thought that we were aligned in a great shape, in great shape, and uh, uh, it didn't happen for us. Mark Hoppel up on X asking us, will you have breaking news during your program? Question mark plus $2. <laughs> I've been on a nice run here. Oh, it's Absolutely. been like three straight days, hasn't yeah. it? And, shows? and how about this? The best result of the year for sports books. Yeah. They wouldn't stop betting the Cowboys. Laying the points and teasers. Money line, everything. Yeah. Think about that. The best the best result of the year. Multiple uh sports book managers said. <laughs> Was the easiest bet of the weekend that over in that game? Yeah. No forty six second half points? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll expand on that oh. because there was something watching the game in live betting markets that you had to be all over yesterday. I'll get to that coming up here in a little bit. But also, our buddy Paul Charchin on Thursday. A I mean, plus. A plus. He 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 lost one bet. Well, that was a bad beat too. Oh, sure, it was on the, the Hunt, final carry. Hunt went over on his last carry. Otherwise, yeah. he he swept the board. Yeah, I believe, and he gave out like 11, 10, 11 picks or something like that. They all got there with player props. He loved. He couldn't have loved Puka anymore. No, no, Puka, <laughs> Puka, Puka. So. Uh, more on that, something I noticed yesterday during the game. Um, and also the biggest call of the weekend came in last night's game. Details next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, bringing you a great offer. The new customers can bet $5 on any game, and you get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the app now. Use code Vegas only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Code Vegas. The crown is yours. Good 
tweet by Nate, and you can follow us on X at VSIN Live at Mitch Moss Radio at Paulie Howard. Nate says his favorite stat from uh, yesterday playoff wins at AT&T Stadium, Packers three, Cowboys two. Yeah. They're 6 and 0 in that stadium now, Green Bay. 3 I, regular season yeah. against Dallas, 2 in the playoffs and they won the Super, the Super Bowl. Bowl. There. Yeah, against Pittsburgh. <laughs> he also points out Packers have now gotten Big Mike fired twice if he does get fired. <laughs> yep, right. And uh he yeah. also says I can't wait for Jerry to hire Kellen Moore. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> That would be a very Jerry Jones-esque move. I think Belichick's going to Atlanta. And yeah, then if I'm he not, fires yeah. McCarthy, what's he going to do? Who's he going to go with? But this guy is full of surprises. Oh, uh, yes, he I is. I mean, he going back. I mean, a guy to think you would get rid of Jimmy Johnson when you went back-to-back Super Bowls and the architect of that roster building it with the help of the Herschel Walker trade that you decide to go Wade Phillips, Campo, Chan Gailey, and some of these other guys – you, you, you couldn't get it done with Sean Payton. Timing wasn't right. You did bring Parcells in once, but, uh, you know, you had the mutual admiration society between these two. To me, it's a slam dunk, and it's right there. But the other thing is, would Belichick want it? Maybe, maybe Bill just wants the Atlanta job, mm-hmm. and, and Blank beats Jerry to it. But I, 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 I'm not so This is To me, it's not, a, uh, it's not 100%. I would not. I would not be surprised if Mike McCarthy, if he brings him back. No, I mean Jerry Jones will do a move like that. He really will. Um, this is from Bill Hooker on X. If the world's wealthiest clown hadn't fired Jimmy Johnson, they would have had to start making toe rings for Super Bowl rings. All their fingers would have been taken. I don't doubt it. Yep. Probably would have been the Patriots. Yes. Could have been. Yes. Or they would have been playing with a chance to actually win. I mean, they can't even win a playoff game at home for the most part. Again, just to, to think. The, the NFC title game is not even, it's not even a dream. Yeah. Or that actually it is a dream. It's not a reality. Yeah. To let your mind go there and have that kind of ego to say, number one, why is the head coach who built the roster getting all the credit instead of me or more of the credit? And then to uh, actually utter, well, I, any coach would win here. I could, and he goes with Switzer. Yeah. Now they won a Super Bowl, but with Switzer, but then it's, you saw the drop off there. And, and certainly I know what bothered Troy Aikman, and it was in the book from Jeff Perlman, Boys Will Be Boys, about it was like, okay, well, we'll you know, go out in the pool. We'll no practice today. And Aikman's like, what are we doing here? Yeah. So do you see my point, though? The most alarming shot of that game was after, and you're watching the game on Fox yesterday and they showed it when it was over with immediately. I'm guessing 150, maybe 200 people in the media were waiting for Jerry Jones to come and talk. Yeah. Again, who else does that in American sports? Nobody. He's like the one guy. They're not, that's who they're going to wait for because they know that he's going to sound off and potentially say something. This was uh, his very first reaction to getting embarrassed and blown out by Green Bay yesterday. I don't have any thoughts about the reasons why or anything to do with the coaching, anything to do about the players. I want to give uh, Green Bay a lot of uh, uh, compliments and uh, credit. Uh, And uh, uh, this is uh, one of my most surprises since I've been involved in sport, period. So this is uh, uh, that degree. I know how disappointed everybody is. It's all my comment. So there he is after the game. He doesn't have any thoughts. 
He's the guy who brought it up last week. Oh, that's all nonsense. Yeah. The question was about making a coaching change. And he started with, I don't have answers or haven't given a thought about what happened. And then, you know, coaching and, and personnel changes. You you started this whole thing last week. Right. It's on you. You said, well, you know, coaching change. What does the future look like? We'll see what happens in the playoffs and what happens with this game Sunday. Well, you got humiliated and embarrassed and you weren't ready to play on both sides of the ball. It, it couldn't have gone any worse. Again, this is this has never happened before. You're the first team in history to win at least 12 games three years in a row, and you can't even make a t- NFC title game. Yeah. Th- think about how they have uh, lost games recently in the playoffs. Last year, Dak was terrible against the 49ers on the road. No surprise. And the year before that, well, the Niners were the sixth seed, and they went to Dallas. Yep. And the way that they finished that game with 14 seconds on the clock, think they can get away with a sneak. It's just it's mind-blowing stuff that this guy does. And yesterday... I mean, it had to have been rock bottom for in terms of a playoff loss. How does it get worse than that? You're down 27 nothing to the youngest team to win a playoff game since 1982. Yep. And it's just... The other thing is, let's say Seattle passes. You're going to bring Dan Quinn back as your DC? That's another one. I mean, it... <laughs> well, he is not going out on a high note. Yeah. Or coming back that way either. Do you like, side note, do you like Green Bay's chances to go to San Francisco at all? Can they stay within 10? Well, that's why I was still su- surprised what happened yesterday because of uh, what happened against Baker Mayfield and what happened against Bryce Young. I thought Dallas would just have a field day. 100%. And they would do whatever they wanted offensively. But then Dak comes out. He has the yips. He's air mailing Lamb. He's forcing it to Lamb. And next thing you know, it's 27 rip after the horrendous pick six. But before that, the, the other interception uh, with Alexander. That also could have been a pick six. But, yeah. you know, it comes down to his pretty go to implode. I mean, that could be – you're taking on the bee's knees now. I mean, these guys are unbelievable. Yeah, they really this, are. This roster is so good. So unless you just get turnovers and interceptions out of Purdy, yep. you would think they're going to be able to do whatever they want offensively, as Baker Mayfield did. And Bryce Young somehow scored 30 points on these guys. But right. Love is hot. What Love is doing – the question is, what, what does Green Bay do offensively? Because now he's got all his weapons back too. But does San Francisco contain Love and, and shut him down? And does he turn it over, which he hasn't done? One interception going back this, what a twenty to twenty or twenty-one to one touchdown INT ratio, whatever it is. Yeah, my shout out to my cousin Jeff. He was texting me before, during, and after the game. He loved Green Bay, absolutely loved him yesterday, and that's where it stops. Like it, the conversation never went into it's going to continue in San Francisco. Why did he love him? He just, he's completely anti-Cowboys with their makeup. Uh-huh. And he just, he loved the way that uh, Love and this offense was playing. And he had so much confidence and he, was, he likes LaFleur quite a bit too. LeFleur, you got to tip your cap to LaFleur. They've, again, yep. this is, do you think this is a coincidence or a mistake? They have now scored the first touchdown of the game in nine consecutive games. And they, they knew it too. Like they went there, they won the coin toss and he's like, we want the, the ball. ball. Let's take it. That's huge. And I would expect if they do that as well on Saturday, win the coin toss, they'll probably do the same thing, thinking, well, we're so hot right now. Let's see if we can get, put this team in a hole 7-0. He played well against the Bears. They played well against the Bears. They also were great against Minnesota on the Sunday night game. They got help, though, with O'Connell's horrible decision to go with Hall. But Love was great in that game. But then again, we're not that far removed from the atrocious performances they got, Love included as they got beat by Tommy Cutlets. So, yes, they had injuries, but you lost the game to Tommy Cutlets. Well, again. That you had to have at the time. So. Here, here's what I cannot envision in my head happening again. It goes. This is why it was so bad for Dallas. Pick your poison. They couldn't. 
because Aaron Jones was running through gigantic holes and his he was also getting around the corner when he had to and like blowing by defenders. Where was that Dallas defense anywhere yesterday? And then those receivers, all of them though, were wide open the entire game. Yep. How does that happen against San Francisco? Who's on Dobbs? What is Nobody. going on? Again, I don't know. I would love to see this and go back and watch the game. How many times was a Dallas defender actually on TV when Dobbs was catching a ball yesterday? That's how open he was every single... Dak Prescott again. He, I can't imagine. Are they, this is how Jerry Jones operates, though. He'll probably say, well, Dak, again, next year, they'll win 11 games, and he put up good numbers. we got to sign this guy. Got to have our quarterback, right? And here's five years for $250 more yep. million. Dollars. They'll um, say, what's the alternative? Yep. yep. This is Dak on how they played yesterday in that big playoff loss. Frustrated. As you just said, is the, the great word my, for my play. Uh, the way that we came out here and we, we started this game uh, and then just shocked, honestly. Um, from the beginning of the game, uh, yeah, we got beat. There's no other which way to, around it, no way to sugarcoat it. Um, obviously, I didn't play well uh, and shock. I'm glad you brought that up, Paul, about recent opponents to Green Bay and what they've done to them. That's I mean... It's one of the reasons why I liked the over in the game yesterday. I did not see it going like that at all. I thought Dallas was going to have an easy time against the defense. And to be down like that and dig yourself a hole and to be... He had zero yards passing in the first quarter. Yeah. First time in his career. And they just allowed a perfect passing game to Baker Mayfield and Bryce Young had the best game of his rookie season. You earlier, you mentioned, hey, you know, 16 in a row at home and looking at the resume, but look at the wins, right? Who'd you play? Who'd you beat? You got you got buried at Arizona. You lost forty-two to ten to San Francisco. You lost at Philly. You gave up thirty-five points to Seattle. Buffalo beat you by three touchdowns. Miami's a fraud, but you lost to Miami. You had no business beating Detroit on the Saturday night game. But it, yep. it, it's you know it's a funny game sometimes. We'll get some uh, East Coast perspective. Thomas Gable on the show next from the Borgata in Atlantic City. How was the weekend for them? And are they betting Philly every every which way but loose tonight? That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in. It's good to have you on board here on a Monday, reacting to the wildcard weekend and the NFL playoffs. And uh, we're kind of looking ahead to the divisional round, although we only have, because of the schedule, uh, one game on the board, of course, and that is San Francisco Lane 10 to. Green Bay, and that game is on Saturday night. We'll get some uh, East Coast perspective here as Thomas Gable joins the program, race and sports director at the Borgata in Atlantic City. Thomas, it's good to talk to you again. It's been a while. How are you? Doing well, guys. How are you? hope you uh, had a good weekend. Fun weekend, although we did Thank have you, three, three blowouts. Some of the bets were uh, were pretty good. We'll recap those coming up in about 45 minutes. How, how did it go for you and uh, the book there in AC? Well, I'll say this. Uh, I think every sports book in the country probably had their weekend made by the, the Cowboys losing that game outright yesterday. Uh, you had so much teaser liability, money line parlays running through the Cowboys that uh, it, it really just, no matter what else happened in the other games that were played, uh, you were probably going to come out ahead for the weekend w- with that result. And um, no, no difference here. We actually... Um, doesn't happen a lot, but somehow we ended up uh, on the right side of every single game of all four games. So we had a pretty good weekend 
uh, overall here. Lost on a couple of the halves, the first half, second half uh, markets, but uh, for the full games, we did we did well on, on every single one. So it, it was a very good weekend, and obviously two games to go today with the um, the Steelers and Bills being moved here to the early slate, 4:30 start local um, here this afternoon. Some directors have said Green Bay winning was the best result of the season. Was that the case for you? Was it was it that good that it was forget about just the weekend? It was one of the best results of the entire NFL year for you. It was certainly close. Um, our best result of any single NFL game this year was when the Eagles lost to the Niners. That was our biggest result uh, for the season so far. This one was certainly up there. I would say it would be top three. Top three. Okay, so mm-hmm. then you came on and you had some incredible stories last year about families basically lining up in the book who were going up there separately to bet the Eagles to win the Super Bowl on future tickets. And you, you had a funny tweet knowing that you were coming on the show today. And you said, uh, can't wait because Philly fans are calling for Sirianni's job while simultaneously betting them to cover against Tampa. Is that the same thing kind of t- uh, tonight here where they're just lining up and they're betting with both hands? Yeah, it, it's unbelievable because with this slide that the Eagles have been on here where they've lost five of six, and they and probably it was really after the Arizona game where, you know, before that the sky was falling, and then when Arizona happened, it was like just everything caved in. And everybody wanted Sirianni out, and they're still calling for his job. If you listen to uh, Philly Sports Radio, they want, they want a clean house for the coaches. But – that hasn't changed how they're betting. They still are backing the Eagles with their dollars. Um, we're still at three for this game, and they're still laying to three, uh, at least here. And they and they bet them every single week. Uh, when no matter who the opponent has been, they've they've been on them. And like I said, that that Niners game uh, where the Eagles went down, that was the best result we had all season in an NFL game. So, in terms of the future market, in the future markets. It hasn't been this mad rush like it was last season. But, you know, going into the last season when they made it to the Super Bowl, you had respected betters very early on jump on prices that they thought were good, and then the the local and the public people just continued to bet the Eagles in the future market throughout the season, and it just wouldn't stop. This year, it's been uh, much less than what we saw last year in the future book. I mean, we're still a loser to the Eagles if they somehow win the NFC or win the Super Bowl, but it's not the liability that we had built up going into last season where it really, I mean, affected how you booked the Super Bowl last year with all that liability that we had on the Eagles. Uh, But this year, not even close to, to that level. Um, And it's been, you know, basically what you've seen, it's two different teams from, from last year, last year, they were, very much a front-running team. They would jump on you early. They would cover every first-half spread, and they were playing from in front. This year, that hasn't been the case. And I'll also say this. if Yes, they've lost five of six, but if you go back and look at the games, all right, they beat the Giants there on Christmas night. Certainly could have been a Giants victory there. I, that I wasn't probably uh, – it could have gone either way. Certainly, we're lucky to beat Dallas the first time. You can make the case in the Kansas City game the same. And take your pick. New England, one of the Washington games. This could have very easily been an eight-win Philadelphia team this season. Mm -hmm. And missed the playoffs. And then, could you imagine what the fan base would have been if that that actually happened? 
I mean, I don't think Sirianni's necessarily coaching for his job here tonight. Uh, I, I don't know if uh, the Eagles' leadership have an appetite to move on at this point, but obviously the coordinators losing Syke and, and Gannon last year were a big deal. Uh, and that was the other thing. The Philly fan base couldn't wait to run Gannon out of town after the Super Bowl last mm-hmm. year. They True. couldn't wait to get rid of him. True. And, you know, it's one of these things. Be careful what you wish for. All excellent points. And I, I, I will, I'm with you that if Tyrod Taylor would have started on Christmas, they probably would have beat the Eagles in that one, too. Is there any insight here into what's going on? Now, he's not playing. We know he's out. But what's gone on with A.J. Brown? How, how It looks like yeah. I mean, his, his body language has been awful the last month. It, it it has, and then you have the the added social media aspect uh-huh. where I guess he deleted X and then wiped his Instagram of any Eagles reference, which is a little weird. Now, uh, I've been hearing from people, okay, the delete deleting of his X account that's to eliminate distractions because he's somebody who I guess reads, you know, his social media and reads the comments and and, and didn't want to get into that. But the wiping of the Eagles references on Instagram was a little odd to me. Mm. Uh, so who knows if, if the Eagles do uh, move on here and go to Detroit, you know, obviously they need him back uh, for that game. Uh, but it's a big loss for them, uh, not having him on the field. And Devontae Smith, not exactly happy, uh, healthy. Mm-hmm. The last time we saw him, he was leaving on crutches and in a boot. So, uh, and didn't play last week. So we'll, we'll see. It, it's, you know, they're going to need walk-ins or Julio Jones or somebody to step up here uh, in this game against Tampa. Let's follow the money on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, Thomas Gable, recent sports director at the Borgata in Atlantic City. So you said you're still at three for the game tonight, and uh, they're still betting the Eagles there. At most spots, um, it's either three even money on Philly or they've moved to two and a half with juice. Have you done any of that yet? Yeah, we've moved the juice around a little bit here and there. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, like you said, you can find two and a halfs uh, out there if you want on uh, Philadelphia. But this game, to me, I, coming into this weekend, I thought was probably the hardest to handicap out of all the games because you just don't know what you're going to get out of Tampa with, with the uh, health of Baker Mayfield. Obviously, there's a concern with Jalen Hurts' finger uh, on his throwing hand and really just – Who's going to think here at this point that the Eagles are suddenly going to just flip a switch and turn this on and they're going to be the the team that everybody thought that they were coming into this season? Uh, I think you have to go by what you actually witness on the field uh, throughout this entire year. This is not the same team. And I don't think any result, no matter what happens in this game tonight, any result will be a surprise. If Tampa moves on, not going to be a surprise. No, well said. Uh, if Philly does win the game, though, and they move on, what do you make them against Detroit next week? Uh, three and a half point dogs to Detroit on the road. I would make that. Okay, very good. Okay. What's Houston at Baltimore? If I put you on the spot, that, yeah, that's a that's a uh, that's an excellent question. Right now, I would lean towards making that about ten and a half. Oh God, that high! Wow, oh, yeah. yeah, wow. How about the fiasco over the weekend? What are your What's your ruling and house rules on the Buffalo game? Uh, so all the all those wagers were action here. If um, now again, you have to check your individual books house rules. If yep. you made that wager at Borgata, you have action. If that game is played uh, within a week at the same site, that's the way our house rules read. Um, that the wagers action. So I, I know some people. And listen, I think no matter what happened, you're going to have people who are unhappy. 
um, as soon as a game gets moved, if it doesn't necessarily benefit them, mm-hmm. but uh, you, you still have to stick with your house rules. I mean, that's that's why they're there, and they're there for this specific reason and what, what you're going to do and how you're going to handle these situations. Yeah, 100% with that. Uh, is this a heavily bet game today? The Steelers Bills. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's been. I mean, the the Cowboys game was certainly the most heavily bet game of the the four through uh, Saturday and Sunday, uh, and, and that was the way that that was trending uh, leading into it. Obviously, Eagles Bucks is going to be more heavily bet here, uh, just because of the fan base. But Steelers Bills, uh, I, I would equate it. Probably we're going to see probably the same amount of handle that we did on uh, Browns Texans and. Um, and the uh, Dolphins and Chiefs game last night. I, the Rams Lions was also a really great handle on that one too. Uh, good, good two way action on that one. Yeah, yeah that's not surprising. Yeah, uh, Thomas, great perspective today. Thanks so much yes. for the time. We appreciate that. All right, thank you guys. There great you job. Go. Good Thomas to talk Gable, to you. Race and sports director at the Borgata in Atlantic City. I know you're ready to go. You you can't believe Baltimore would be laying that much, but everyone I talk to, that's what they make the number. And as much as we're talking about love, and rightfully so, Stroud and Love at identical numbers. Pretty I mean, much the same. Is, how hot yeah. is Stroud right now? I mean, wouldn't you? Well, you're going back to the history, I know. But, uh, Ten and a half? And Lamar Jackson and also, uh, but Baltimore's doing all the right things oh, and I saying know, all the I mean, right things because they felt they were flat and rusty when they were the one seed in 14 and 2 when they got beat by Tennessee. Yeah, yeah but still, Houston's not pesky. But that guy, yes. Of course. He's got, yeah, Nico Collins, Schultz, the rushing game. Oh, Carolina. Oh, did you whiff? (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, A great addition of win some, lose some coming up next. Paulie will run down the betting action from the weekend. So much packed into this next segment, including a two-team parlay, one better hit that paid 1,500 to one. Details on that next year on Beeson. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of MoviePhone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. Here's what Mitch was talking about. We're going to blow your mind here in this segment. Aaron Jones and Jake Ferguson parlay to score three touchdowns each, 1,500 to one. I saw the ticket. $5 paid 7,500. It's incredible. All right, so you throw in, uh, what what are we going to call five bucks? It's not pizza money. It's a candy candy bar money. It's a beer, beer, one beer money. Um, Today, probably not even beer money. It's a Kit Kat. Okay. It's a Kit Kat at a gift shop. And a cashes. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to randomly select two guys who I think have a chance in a high-scoring game to get there, and bam, it just pops for you. Texans-Browns defensive touchdown plus 240. Nelson to score a touchdown, 35-1, to pick six. Texans, two defensive touchdowns, 70-1. to Will the team score 40 points in the Super Wild Card weekend? Yes, plus 130. How about a couple of them? No kidding. Largest margin of victory, over 21.5. Cash it. Houston blows out Cleveland. Rice, first touchdown, 8-1 to one for the Chiefs. 125 yards plus receiving, plus 950. Kansas City, 17-1 to the under in the fourth quarter. 16-2 to the under, second half. The gift that keeps on giving. Kareem Hunt, two touchdowns, 14-1. to one. Kareem Hunt, first touchdown of the game, 11-1. to one. Packers, 3-1 to one on the money line. Aaron Jones, first touchdown, 8-1. to one. Aaron Jones, here's what I was talking about. Three touchdowns, 18 to one at Caesars, 55 to one at another book. Same bet, same bet. Packers Cowboys defensive touchdown plus 260. Packers defense to score a touchdown, seven to one. Green Bay by 14 plus points here at Circa, 17 to one. Pulled the stars a little early, you're right. I mean, that was three late. Dallas almost covered the second half. How bad of a beat would that have been? Jordan Love, two touchdowns, and the Packers win, plus 450. Missed extra point, Carlson. Plus, Aubrey missed one, too. You know what? Remind me of that. I can't believe I'm not betting that. Carlson's good. If they're going to score points, he's good for a miss every week. Plus 260. Successful two-point conversion. Yes, plus 270. Aaron Jones, touchdowns, and the Packers win, 6-1. to To have the most receiving yards just in the Dallas game. Dobbs, 25-1. to Just in that game. Because C.D. Lamb was like $1.30. Packers at Cowboys to score 40 points. 
At DraftKings, yes, plus 450. Ferguson, two touchdowns, not too shabby. 13 to 1. Will a quarterback throw for 400 yards? Yes, plus 225. The late game, Montgomery, first touchdown, 6 to 1. 2 2 Atwell, anytime touchdown, 9 to 1. College hoops, Washington State, plus 350, beat Arizona. Fordham, plus 425, beat St. Bonaventure. Holy Cross, 4 to 1, beat Lehigh. Maryland, plus 375, upset Illinois. Valparaiso, 4 to 1, beat Illinois State. And Grayson Murray was 400 to 1. 525 here to win the Sony Open? 525 to 1 here at oh, Nuts. Subscribe, be part of the team, vsun.com, our radio and podcast friends. You always want to see these tweets and videos. How about the deer follows the puppies home? Look at this. Comes right in. Hey, can we keep them on? Huh? Huh? Look at this. One the dog on the right's barking. The dog on the left is, is sitting down on Bambi saying, hey, okay, let's keep it, right? I found a new friend. You can't let it go. Come yeah. on. Give it a snack. Come on. We found the deer. The deer wants to play part of the family. Come on. Did we, did we find our cousin? Who is this? <laughs> right. Yeah. This is like the third video in a month where the dog's, dogs out and playing. Deer, best friends. It's like, right, look who I found here. The deer wants to hang out, wants to snack. Or here, it actually comes right in the house here and is laying down. That's nuts. And I, I, I saw this. It was a, uh, a pit bull or American bully was hanging out. Showed this before. Who gives this dog up? Look at the face on this guy. Is that American bull? I don't know what kind of dog this is. American bully is it a, a pit? But look at the look on this guy. How he's bonding Maybe some with sort the of kid. A mix, right? But then who gives this dog? Oh, up? what a beautiful creature! Right. Look at the tail. Right. He wants to give the look guy the a face. hug too. That is a great mug. I got to get a dog like that. Can you help us out? FTM at Vison.com or tweet at us. Look at the face on this guy. Oh, that's a great dog. I don't know what kind of dog it is, but that I can't believe someone would give that kind of pup up. Lose some. You saw it plenty of times last night. Mom's spaghetti in Detroit, M&M. I looked at the menu. It's spaghetti. Can we get a little bit of a mix, though? It's Texas toast spaghetti. No, and no, no offense. I'm not eating a spaghetti sandwich. Uh, absolutely. Looks terrible. Absolutely. Get I it off the, the same screen. Thing. And I love Texas toast. You know, I love raising canes. I don't want a spaghetti sandwich. No, neither do I. I would never try that. No, no not a chance. Not but in a million no, years. There's no, there's no diversity on the menu. The other thing, how many times did they show them? I don't have a problem with it. He's a superstar. He's one of the best rappers of all time. I still don't get the anti-Taylor Swift stuff. God forbid you try to nail the female demographic. She's the biggest star in the world. If she's at the game, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna show her. Yeah, stop worrying about it. You have other yeah. things to complain about. Yeah. Pete, is it here to stay? Probably. The Chiefs game on Peacock, higher rated game than last year's game on NBC. Chargers, Jags, same time. Saturday night. Can you believe that? No, I can't. It got higher ratings. I don't believe that. All right. Are you serious? Yep. I was astonished oh, by that. They were just, uh, I mean, tripping over themselves to celebrate last night on the broadcast, too, about the Peacock thing. I saw people send in videos from across froze, the country. I was I froze twice on me. But, but, but people going to bars? Beautiful setup at a bar. I don't right. even know where they this got was. got smallest TV. They have like eight TVs on. They can't get Peacock, so everybody's got to have their phones out watching on the phone. Absolutely. Live at the bar. Okay, that's, yep. that's a lot of fun. Rams Lions over 51 and a half up to 53. Hornets have lost 16 to 17, and also uh, bad job by the Bears by the Bulls fans honoring the uh, the great Chicago teams in the last dance. They're booing. Jerry Krause passed away. 
and then they're booing him, but then they put the camera on the widow, and then Ron Harper's going to come over and console her because then the booing continues when they show the widow up there and she's breaking down. You know, it just shows the power and pettiness of Michael Jordan, though, too. What happened with the documentary? The guy's dead, okay? Can we let it go? Bad beats. Lions, Rams over 51 and a half up to 53. 21-17 at halftime. Oh, sorry, can't go over. Mike, I'll get to that in a second. My fault. Lose some. How about this? The Mick Ultra at Arrowhead. Look at that. It's a popsicle. The beer's a popsicle. You also saw some people with the bush light where they had it in their cup holder where the thing just, you know, freezes and it, it explodes as well. Let, how about this? Hey, you want a water? Let's go to the let's go to the uh, refrigerator where the refrigerator is actually, it was keeping it warm, as Luke said during the break. Look at this video where it's like, well, that'll do it for the water. I take it out of the refrigerator and I bring it into 30 degrees, below 30. It has no chance. That's, that, that's crazy video. Chiefs more than 400 yards in that game. Yeah. Yep. Again, did the weather really cause the Dolphins to lose that game? I'm sure it played a small factor. The injuries killed them, though, in no that doubt. spot. No doubt. That's that, that's awesome. And then Jeff Borzello covers college basketball. AP top 10 teams this week went 9-10 and 10 straight up. That was all against unranked opponents. Or excuse me, nine of the deaths. Nine of the losses were, uh, yeah, nine of the losses were unranked opponents. That's wild. Okay, jump the gun. Vicious beat last night. It stayed under. Nico Collins, 100 yards receiving in the Texans' win, plus 520. He had 96. They're blowing him out. They're pulling people, and they're not bothering to throw. Tua, pass attempts under 33 and a half. Peter Hamill in Iowa had this. He had 25 attempts in the fourth quarter. He goes over. Kareem Hunt under rushing yards, went over on the last carry. Rory McIlroy, two putted from two feet and put one in the water in the final round, lost by one shot to Tommy Fleetwood. And last night, the Kings were 3-1 to one on the money line in overtime in Milwaukee. They missed three free throws in the last 10 seconds. Lillard hit a three from the parking lot at the buzzer. Bucks win by one in a fantastic game. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs. New customers bet $5 on any game. Get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the app now. Use code Vegas only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Code Vegas for the bonus. Great menu. The crown is yours. We have Michael Lombardi. Great job, Paulie. And uh, the fellas behind the glass. Michael Lombardi coming up in about five minutes. Can't wait to see uh, hear what he's going to say about Mike McCarthy and uh, if he is going to lose his job today or this week. You know, typically for a team, this is why it was so embarrassing again yesterday for the Cowboys. There are building blocks and steps teams take to get over the, the hump and maybe eventually win a championship. Maybe yesterday was a good building block and the step in the right direction for Green Bay. And I'll compare Dallas to Michigan. Michigan, right? Harbaugh could never beat Ohio State. Then eventually he got beyond Ohio State and started to beat them. And that led to a playoff appearance and another playoff appearance. And then they won the national championship after years of trying to get to that point, and they finally did it. The Cowboys have back-to-back-to-back 12-win seasons, and the losses are getting more pathetic by the year? Where, where, where's their building block going? It's going in the exact wrong direction. And who's at fault for that? I, I say everybody's at fault. There is so much blame to go around. Spread it to everybody with that organization from yesterday's loss. This is Brandon Staley Part 2. After they lost to the Raiders on Thursday night, you had to you had to fire him. You have to get rid of McCarthy. But with Jerry Jones, 
I, I don't think this is a slam well, dunk. Will he? We'll, we'll ask Michael Lombardi next here on VEASAN. You're looking for a betting edge for the NFL playoffs and the doubleheader today. We have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Get access to the daily best bets with the leaderboard who has the hot hand, the betting splits, which you all love, to show you where the money and bets are moving every game. Great dog videos, premium analysis, first 30 days, $9.99. Up your betting game today, vcin.com slash subscribe. Sign up now. Every Monday at this time throughout the entire football season, Michael Lombardi joins the program. His show is called Lombardi Line right here on VEASAN. Catch that every day at 1 o'clock Eastern, Monday through Friday, 10 o'clock out here on the West Coast. New podcast called GM Shuffle dropping later on today as well. Michael, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you, guys. Yep. How are you? Doing good, really sir. well. Uh, do you think Jerry Jones makes a move and cuts bait with Mike McCarthy as a Cowboys head coach? Well, as he said, that was the floor that he's ever felt, right? He's 5-13 and 13 in playoff games. You know, let's, put, let's get some history here to wrap around maybe this decision. He fired Chan Galley after a wild card loss. He fired Wade Phillips midseason after a divisional loss. Then, of course, he promoted the great Jason Garrett. And then he <laughs> fired Garrett a year after losing the division. So it's typical that he waits, but it's not typical for him to make a move if he feels he has to make a move. The Galley one was a long time ago. I'm sure people don't even remember Chan Galley as the head coach of the Cowboys. But when you're 5-13 and 13 since your last Super Bowl and your quarterback is going to collect a lot of money, for being a really good regular season quarterback, but a horrendous postseason quarterback, you, you might want to think about what you can do to alter the team. And with Dan Quinn's defensive performance yesterday, that may not be the easy answer either. Sure, sure. So let's say he fires him. What, what do you think? He's, he's, he's hard to get a, a read on, no doubt. What do you think Jerry will do if he fires McCarthy, who he will hire? Well, if he, if he fires McCarthy, right, he doesn't have to necessarily think he's getting Belichick because Rabel's still in the market. Yeah. So one of the things you have to be careful of, if you fire your coach that you somewhat like, and I'm sure Jerry likes the offensive production that he, that Mike McCarthy provided with Brian Schottenheimer, but he's got a chance to get one of the two. I can get Belichick or I can get Rabel. I think Jerry being an oil driller, a guy who's a wildcatter, kind of looking for that one hit, hit well, I think he'll like those chances if it were just one coach out there that he could literally get told no. But as the great Bill Parcells once told me about Jerry Jones, he could talk the cat off the top of a fish truck. So I truly <laughs> believe if he wants somebody, he'll yeah. get him. Okay. All right. That, that's awesome. What, what happens with Dan Quinn now? Does he go to Seattle? Was it, does that hurt his chances? Yeah. Does Jerry bring him back if Seattle says no? What are you hearing on Quinn? I, well, I hear Quinn has kind of been the favorite to Seattle, right? And But I don't know how Quinn can be the favorite defensive coordinator. If you watch the game so far, Raheem Morris uh, was sensational yesterday. I mean, if you look at that game book, it's hard to believe the Rams lost the game. Oh, yes. Yeah. They outgained them. They both had 55 plays. You know, the, the, the Lions had 86 yards in the second half. The adjustments that Morris made in the game. Now, of course, he didn't stop them when it counted. But a lot of that was they, had, they only had one timeout, you know, and that was the lack of the communication that affected their second half calling of timeouts. So 
I think Raheem Morris, to me, of all the coaches that I witnessed over the weekend, Bobby Slovic in Houston yeah. and Raheem Morris as the defensive coordinator of the Rams, I thought they did the best job of adjusting the game plan out, of figuring out how to take away what the team was doing and reacting. And so Quinn, you know, one of the things I, I, and we, I thought this was going to be a back-and-forth game. Uh, I really did. I took the over – 50 and a half in the Russo contest that I do on Friday because I thought it was going to be reminiscent of the Seattle game. Neither team would get control. This this Dallas defense is really never been able to slow down good passing attacks. But where I think where Mike McCarthy miscalculated was I think he thought his defense was going to take over because his play calling early in that game indicated that if I have to punt, I'm okay. When I'm sitting home watching TV saying, if you punt, Mike, you're going to get behind. Yeah. Okay, so then you brought up Dak as well, paying him a lot of money. He has one year left on a four-year, $160 million contract. I could not believe what I was watching yesterday. I thought he was abysmal across the board. I don't care about the comeback and the final numbers. He was awful in the first half. What do you do beyond next year with Dak Prescott? I think this is really, it's a deeper question than Dak. We witnessed it over the weekend. What do you do with Tua? I mean, are you ponying up $300 million for a quarterback who's not in, who maybe might be in the top 10 in the regular season, but has flaws? I think this is the hardest thing that general managers face today, is you're overpaying for a guy that can only get you so far. And nobody has the guts or the skill set to go out and find the next Brock Purdy or to go out and find somebody who can handle what they need to get done. I mean, look, Dak has had ample opportunities to carry the team, and it's clear he can't. Mm -hmm. It's clear he can't, and they put too much pressure on him. And I've been a Dak defender, but you can't defend yesterday. And when he takes all the money, when he takes all the money, it leaves your roster kind of broken. People don't realize this. Same thing's going to happen in Miami. If they pay Tua, their roster's going to lose some of the luster that they have. That's a hard thing to do. You pay them, but if you don't pay them, you're going to lose. If you pay them, you're going to have a depleted roster. I think if you said one reason why the Rams lost to the Lions yesterday was because once they started to get hurt, their line, they didn't have enough depth to overcome it. I think that was key. And had the Rams won yesterday, I'll ask both of you, do you think they could have won the next week? They looked like they got beat up in a fight. Of course. Good point. 100%. Yep. Um, yep. So then, and so the other team that played yesterday then in Green Bay, and I know it's going to be all anti-Dallas this week everywhere, but we need to tip our caps to how good Green Bay was because they took it to them, and that game was over within the first half, in my opinion, 27-0. Um, do you give them a puncher's chance at all? They're catching 10, big number at San Francisco. Right, I, I do, because here's why. Look, they can pass protect. We said it before the game. They're very good offensive line and pass protection. And even when they were struggling in pass protection early in the game, Love's footwork and his movement allowed him to buy some time and throw those second plays down the field to Dobbs, which really got him out of third downs, tough situations. Guys wide open in the middle of the field. Yeah, I do. I think they're going to have to play better defensively. Joe Barry against Kyle Shanahan Mm -hmm. is not something I'm willing to bet on. I could tell you that. But I do think this Green Bay offense can move the football and will move the ball on San Francisco. The longer the game goes, does the 49er defensive line eventually take over? The Cowboys defensive line never showed yesterday. You know, I know Parsons gets double teamed and all that stuff, but they couldn't cover them in a man-to-man situation. They could not cover Green Bay. And I don't know if San Francisco can cover the Green Bay receivers in man-to-man. What do you like today in the two games? 
You know, I, I, I took the well, – Russo, we did it on Friday, so we thought the game was going to be on Sunday. I took yep. the under 35, but now it's up to 39. I, I, I do like – if the weather's fine, I like the Bills, and I, I think the, the, the line is a little too much. It went back up to 10. I would take the Steelers and the 10. And I like the Bucks and the Eagles and the under in the Russo contest. Look, I can't figure out who's healthy on the Eagles quarterbacking, and I can't figure out if Mayfield's healthy because right. Mayfield is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I mean, one moment he looks really good, and then the next minute he doesn't. If he can't move the ball against this Eagle defense, then that's a real issue. And the thing that bothers me most about this game is the Bucks don't want to run the ball. They're not good at running. And you can run the ball. I mean, Arizona won the game at, in Philadelphia because they ran the ball, not because Kyler Murray was great. And that's what worries you about taking the Bucks. Are they going to run the football? Right. Yeah. Okay. Very good. You know them well. You worked with them. Does, does Bill go to Atlanta? And is that a good fit? Does Blank say, I've seen enough and I'm going, I'm going to get a big fish here? Well, I think it certainly it come, depends on when he has a conversation with Arthur Blank and decides on how he sees his organization and what he could provide. Look, there's no perfect job. You know, everybody has them linked to Dallas, but Dallas got to pay the quarterback, got serious cap issues. You're going to have to pay Parsons. How much of the team's left? It, it's more than just could he work for Jerry. It's can you work within the restrictions of their cap and the situation of their team. So, yeah, I think Atlanta could be an attractive place, assuming that he can run his program, assuming that he can install it. Look, every place needs a quarterback, right? Every place needs – you don't have job openings because you have a quarterback. The Chargers have a quarterback, but they have a host of other problems to go with it. Yeah. Uh, which spot makes sense for Mike Vrabel, in your opinion? I think Dallas makes a lot of sense for Mike Vrabel. Because Mike Vrabel's young, and he could stay there for a long time. He gives them some sense of toughness. You know, he's been willing to be the head coach, not necessarily the play caller, which I think Jerry wants out of his head coach. I think that would be a great job. I think Atlanta would be a great job. Whatever job Bill doesn't take, I think Vrabel should be the next guy. If I were, if I were the Titans, I would hire Raheem Morris tomorrow. Fair enough. Uh, Lombardi line coming up today, 1 o'clock Eastern, 10 Pacific, right here on VEASAN. And look out for the new podcast as well, dropping a little bit later on. It's called The GM Shuffle with Michael Lombardi and Femi Abemafe. Uh, Michael, great stuff. As always, thanks so much for the time today. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week. Thank you. Yeah, be good. Appreciate it. There you go. Okay, so, again, Steelers catching 10 in this game tonight. Know the house rules, Paulie. We pointed that out in the first hour. Most spots, you have action. A couple spots are going to tell you that your uh, bets were voided, refunded. So definitely have to know where you're betting. If you haven't checked your account yet and you've bet it and you don't know uh, what the rules are, go and look today before the game starts just in case it has been refunded and back in your account. Um, Tricky Handicap tonight is right for the Monday night game. Eagles and Buccaneers. Uh, I do have a bet on that game, though. We'll get to in-pocket plays next here on VSIN. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. 
If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Su. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.